Hello, and welcome to a very sculptural episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Jason Griffin. Jason has a phenomenal ability of creating three-dimensional drywall art sculptures that come to life and actually lift off of the wall. We discuss various aspects of how he uses quick-setting joint compound to create these three-dimensional works of art. It looks That's so where I cool. I was saying, I, you know, I wanted to see how far we could push this. Like, how far can we go? I've seen a yeah. lot of people do art stuff with the mud, and it's really, they're fascinating. They're very, very good. Yeah. But rarely does it come off the wall and yeah that's what i want to create you know what i mean how far can we go with this jason and i connect on many different levels with drywall and fresco harmony and artwork and genuinely enjoy a fantastic conversation together the drywall podcast is brought to you today by fresco harmony making walls better since 2004. If you'd like information about Fresco Harmony, the Drywall Podcast, or anything, you can email me at info at frescoharmony.com. For now, though, let's get into some art talk with Jason Griffin, the 20th podcast on the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. We've got Jason Griffin. And where are you, where are you out of? Uh, Springfield, Illinois. Springfield, another uh, Illinoisan. <laughs> yeah, the S is silent. Welcome to the Drywall Podcast, Jason. You are the first of three um, sculptor artists. Nice. And uh, fun fact, I did. Uh, I started out. Fresco Harmony started with actual drywall sculpt sculpting and three dimensional, three dimensional. Uh, yeah, I've seen some of your stuff. A little bit of that. Yeah. Early, early stuff. It was years ago. I love playing and sculpting with the with the joint compound though. And yeah, I don't. Right? I don't know a whole lot about you aside from we've been following each other for a little while yeah. on social media. Um, and we've talked on the phone a little bit about yeah. doing fresco. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and that is a fresco wall behind you. Correct. Yes, if sir. I'm not mistaken, yes, that's Hidalgo. I, I Brown. did change the tint a bit. It's, it started out as a gallery pearl, mm. uh, but I needed to match that the color, the cream color, that I yep. had going on the bird because I was debating whether I wanted to do, I wanted contrast or not, right? Like, do I yeah. want the drop to be different than the bird so it stands out more? Do I want it to all blend together like it was one thing kind of sculpted out of marble, so to speak? You know right. So um, that's why I changed it. I added just a little bit of brown. Yep. Nice. It looks great, man. Um, and that I like the patina is what that yes. would be called. It's like a, a did you use a like a pigmented stain for that? No, I the 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 bottom layer I just got a brown, just a, a generic brown. Um, watered it down a bit so that it would flow. Um, okay. And I kind of brushed it in there and then took a rag and wiped it down. Okay. And then went over the top, almost like a dry brush technique 
with, okay. you know, with the cream color. And that's how you get the lighter color. It's so, very cool. Just FYI, you can use a water-based varnish and tint it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I squir do that. squirt it on and rub it off and sort of get a patina that way. I did it with, um, I make other things, not to get off the subject of what we're talking about. No, that's fine. But I do, I make my own special effects for Halloween and stuff. So okay. um, I make corpses. We do the same thing with the, the varnish. You just, on the plastic, you, you paint it on the plastic and let it dry for a while and wipe it down. Then it looks like skin. Oh, neat. neat. There's a lot more to it, but um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You should you should be in the movies in set design. I, I, I would like that. <laughs> you would have fun. Jason Griffin. Uh and you are you're out of Illinois Springfield? Yes, sir. So is that the same Springfield as the Simpsons or No, that's Massachusetts, I think. That's Massachusetts. Uh and fun fun fact in Albuquerque here, our uh mascot is the isotopes. Maybe a lot. Our our minor league baseball team is called the Isotopes. <laughs> we have statues of the Simpsons around the stadium. That's funny. It's pretty comical. Yeah, and we have an isotope that like comes out. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's that's pretty. Fun. It's pretty funny. Um, so Jason Griffin is a part of a three part series I'm doing on drywall sculpture artists. We have Jason. We have Keith, out of. Uh, tucson and then we have the famous bernie mitchell which i'm sure you've heard of bernie he's oh, pretty yeah, he's the one that got me kind of interested in this he inspired you to do it a little bit yep so uh one question i ask when i start the interviews is has, have you listened to the drywall podcast yet yes i actually i listened to the josh martin i think it is the other day oh yeah um and then i went and listened to um oh yeah i don't know the young lady's name um Drywall Shorty, uh, Drywall Lydia, Shorty, Lydia. Yeah. Um, she's so would, she's so sweet. Like yeah, she's, she's really cool. Um, she's so cool. Trying trying to make it to to all of them, um, but it's, mm -hmm. it's tough, you know, because I got yeah. home responsibilities. I think shut the pool down, and that's I hate that. That's the worst time of the year. Um, yeah, well, while you're sculpting, would be a good time to listen. Or what I always tell yeah. people, like on the job site, instead of listening to music, you can throw on a podcast. It's kind of a cool oh, way to yeah, about an hour, yeah, connect with drywallers. They're about an hour, and um, they're they're kind of entertaining. Josh really got into them, um, and that's how we met. Uh, I thought our interview was really good, though. He's super. It's amazing how knowledgeable you guys are, you know, and just. To, well, and actually, talk, I talking he does to a different lot of people similar that we do from what I was listening to. Of course, listening to of course, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of similarities, and then there's like little things where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought to do it that way, right? You know, and you pick right. out these little pearls of wisdom. Well, I saw today he did a, a, um, a post where he was cutting the boxes out, cleaning them out with his router. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> Um, I do it with a razor knife, but I mean, same thing, but I never really even thought about it. Right. You never thought of it. Just grab the cordless router and just go around and because I don't even have stuff like that anymore. I don't hang. I haven't hung in probably 15 years. I just, I don't, I don't touch the hanging anymore. I, I honestly I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never hung a lot. I was always finishing. So I don't and even then, have stuff. Like I got old corded stuff in the garage. It's probably rusty, but I don't even use it anymore. You got to keep it around though, in case you get yeah. that, like, you know, well, ten, you, in case you get that, <laughs> or you get that 10 sheeter job, you know? 
I don't even hang those. I swear, I don't even hang those. <laughs> You've become a full prima donna. Yes. We actually, me and my partner talked about that. We're such divas. It's like, we're mm -hmm. off the carpet. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. At about 15 I years, I think every, every drywaller crosses that threshold right. from, you know, you go straight from apprentice to diva. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the best is here to move. Yeah. Yeah. Before I was even out of apprenticeship school, they were calling me a prima donna. The The journeyman just got a kick out of me. I was such a cocky, like, you know, we've got a young kid. Uh, I want to get some more young dudes on here. There's a couple that are in the lineup, but you know, there's this one guy that's been causing trouble on one of the sites. Uh, he's going around, you know, being cocky and posting right. his stuff and pe the old timers are getting mad at him and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I, I got to get that kid on the show. Cause like, just to he, get fired up. Yeah. He reminds me of me. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, when did you start get, when did you get into drywall and how? Uh, I think it was, to be honest, I think it was around 97. It was when I late 97, early 98, I think it was. Okay. Uh, did lawn care for the longest time, um, couldn't stand it, got tired of it, and just called Matt in the paper one day. Uh, guy says, you know, you got to be able to lift 100 pounds. And I said, okay. I, you know, so I went in there, and that at that time, we hung and finished all of our own stuff. So because can't find good hangers. Um, it, it's really hard to find good hangers. Yeah. No offense to you hangers out there, but, you know, a lot of you are not as good as you think you are. Um, sure. And I think sometimes I think maybe that is because they don't spend time finishing. Maybe if they had to finish a little bit of what they own, they could understand some of the things that we complain about. You know, um, I get one of my biggest pet peeves is a, a hanger that busts the corner on a piece of rock and then sticks seven screws in it thinking that's helping me. I cannot stand that. I got to cut that out. You know what I mean? What do you mean? But what do you mean busts the corner? Okay. Well, like when he's hanging his rock and he rolls up the corner. And it's pretty breaks. I mean, it's literally the corners busted and they don't even cut it out. They just oh, okay. a piece in there and he sticks like seven screws into thinking that oh, <laughs> I can't stand that. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And I got to cut that out. Now it just you, made it harder for me to cut all yeah. that crap. Out. You got to take all the screws out. You, you know, got to like, pre-fill it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the problem. And I'm like, why don't you just cut it? You're there with a knife. It's broken. Just cut it out. Well, it looks like shit. It looks like shit because you, you hung shit. You know what I mean? That's why it looks like, like, it looks like crap. So cut it out. That, I mean, now I've got to stop or I've got to actually, you see our pre-fill the other day that I posted. Every job is done this way now because there's no sense in even trying to go through and just find all the broke, just go through, cut yeah. everything, fill everything. It, it, it pretty much equalizes all the hangers that way, you know, um, and it, it kind of, <clears throat> it's future prevention of things, you know, if they're if yeah. that's filled with a good solid material, like quick said, it's not going to crack out. It's not going to bubble. It's not going to shrink. Yeah. Ish. Well, I feel like the drywall is not as good nowadays. It's the, more, it's more brittle rock itself. Yeah. I think so. I think there's a lot of cheap fillers in it. Um, yeah. And if you actually, you know, you see scrap, you know, cause I don't hang anymore, but we do see the scrap pieces and stuff. And if you yeah. look at there's air pockets, in the drywall it's i agree but i think that's how they're getting the light rate the lightweight rock now pump in um, little air just like the uh yeah. just like the air puff chips like they said <laughs> <laughs> more right. expensive less material that's right beautiful just it pump a little air in there but everybody wants cheap and that's that's part of the problem with the world you know, everybody wants cheap and then complains because 
nothing's made in America anymore, and it's because nobody wants to pay American made. You know. Yeah, or it's not. It's not quality. You you know. Yeah, go with the cheap guy. Uh, but don't. I'm guilty. I got this cheap wind sander. You know why? Because it's 135 bucks from Walmart. And I can buy like seven of them in a year for half. You know what I mean? It didn't cost me. Yeah, yeah. Walmart, I draw the line. I don't. I don't. I don't go to Walmart anymore. I'll go maybe once in a blue moon. I probably haven't been there for three, four years. Well, there's no local stuff that you can really get anything made by people around here. I just don't believe. I don't believe in their business ethics, which sounds like you know hoity-toity. But like, there's certain places. There's certain places. Like, I don't do Sam's either. I'll do Costco over over Sam's because Sam's is. Sam Walton. So they're attached gotcha. to Walmart. Exactly. Um, and I know Costco has better business ethics. They're still big box stores. You know, I'll go to Home Depot, but if mm-hmm. I if I can absolutely I'll go to my local L and W Chaparral. Sure. You know, the, no, the local drywall guys. Yeah. I can agree. We don't really like we have an ace hardware that are like locally owned, but that's still a corporation. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, I'll pay. Uh, I mean, I'll pay a little bit more. L and W is pretty cool. They sell Fresco Harmony here in Albuquerque. Oh, that's Re- really great, really great supply shop. Uh, they are national, but mm. uh, they're the guy. They're they're all owned like they have a local manager. So L and W will take over the the shop here. It was Calply. They sold to L and W. L and W takes it over. It's the same sort of people, but they can just ramp it because they've got capital and and marketing dollars. So they did a huge remodel. The space looks beautiful. They're very good with customer service. Um, I'll probably pay a little bit more per box for mud, but they'll come deliver it to my garage in my house. So I buy pallets of mud and I'll have them like, well, that's nice. Put it in my garage. Nobody does a good free delivery right here. Oh, really? Yeah. We, we just get our own mud. I got a, little minivan that i bought that's uh the newer vans i don't know i'm sure you've seen them they're ugly um they it's all i call the foreign looking vans you know that's what we get now you can't get a regular full-size van anymore um, really square things yeah you know like the regular old one-ton vans yeah the econo line or whatever yeah, those, they don't make those anymore um but anyways so i got one of those it carries about 1800 pounds so we just load up the mud and and, uh, you know, the guy I work with, my partner, he's got a, he's got one of the old Econo lines. It's a one ton, so we load it up with mud and just deliver our own mud. Yeah, and what's your partner's yeah. name? Jim. Really cool guy. He's actually the guy that taught me. He's the one that I called the ad in the paper. And uh, Oh, funny. So you've been working with Jim for years. Uh, yeah, about 20, me and him together, about 20 years, a little less. Um, I went off on my own for a while. Um, you know, you have the typical falling out with somebody um, Yeah. with, you know, and it really wasn't even, um, you know, disagreement about work. It was another individual that was working with us at the time. And, you know, it turns out he's not there anymore. Yeah. Anyways, but, um, you know, so I just, it was a good thing. I moved out on my own and, and I learned some things that I didn't understand, you know, that, that the guy running the show has to deal with, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's a good education to get out and, get your feet wet a little bit on your own. Yep. Um, it teaches you some things. You, you understand some things then. And now we work together rather well. Um, you know, we both know when to bite our tongue. Yeah. 
um, you know, there's no, there's no fear in saying something like, Hey, we got to do this different because that's not working or, Hey, you left, you know what I mean? Because we're not, it's not a competition between us anymore. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It, we're there to get the job done. So, yeah. And we're kind of picky. Um, good. We, we actually add a day or two to our job that other people don't. And, you know, you got the people to fly through and they'll knock this out in five days and be gone. And we take eight to 10. So yeah, don't put that call somebody else. I mean, that's dude. You know, there's there's no shame in that, and then and picking no, no, up, not at all. Clean cleaning up real good, and we're clean when we're done. You know, yeah, cut out like Josh does. You know, um, you, you know everything's right. We don't leave the mess there. All our all our buckets and boxes are gone. Yeah, I used to use the back of my knife. Is that bad? What do you to, mean to knock the mud out of the boxes? Well, not if you're good. I mean, I can do it sometimes too, because <laughs> the back of the knife really is. You know, um, it, it, but if the, the reason why most of those have the mud in them, anyways, is because they're circled because of damage somewhere, right? So, oh, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So cutting it with, you know, there may be tape over the corner that you have to cut. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit more to it than that. But um, yeah, if it's just a box that was happened to be in a flat that got circled because it was on a flat, then. Um, yeah, just knock it off the knife. I was anal. I I was really anal about <laughs> my box work, and w even when I ran by hand, like keeping the mud out of the boxes. I was just weird and anal, and it could be the artistic side in me, but mm -hmm. I always like to run very clean. Not creating more work. I would go over the box, you know, with the yeah. with. The, I would go over the outlet yeah. with the box tool, or I mm -hmm. go up to it. And pull and then away. Start from... on the other side. That's I right. would never run that box right over. Uh, we do the uh, same thing. So, in order to do that for us, we go ahead and you know, on our coat day, we actually pull all of our corner bead and circle all the boxes and do all the handwork first. Okay. Break out the ten box or twelve box, and that way you can box up to that and pull off. And yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of guys do it. We use a trace, guys. Right. So. Jim's pulling the box and I'm behind him with the knife, wiping everything down. He will say he pulls. We don't just clean the corners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes a very smooth. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So I've seen that. I've Yeah. I've seen that. And then you get the, you get the Christmas trees, you know, sometimes. Flames, yeah. We call them flames. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, all that stuff is gone. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, I, I don't like that start. And some guys don't even do it that on the 10 box. They just leave that there. They'll cover, but there's shrinkage, man. That's going to shrink. You know what I mean? It's just. You, and you know. you're still taking the time to to streak that edge when, yeah. when you're doing it your way. It just pulls it's, that out beautiful. It's done. it's done. There's nothing. It's all in the corner. It's completely clean. Um, yeah. So, so hey, to put a little bit of to put a little bit of uh, into the hand finishing and box finishing. Uh -huh. debate that's both that's you're pulling it you're pulling right. it with the box and then you're smoothing you're it out with the blade with the hand because and the I, box can only do so much it's for speed not for perfection yeah. even though it's, they are they're 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 tech tools right they're precision tools when they're when they're tuned right they run amazing yeah. and if your mud's right it runs amazing um but sometimes we get inconsistency in mud i mean just you know sometimes this bucket if i put x amount of water in it it's way too loose, but the next bucket is like, you know, super stiff. I did the same, yeah. amount, you know what I mean? So I mix each bucket. I mean, I, and I'll mix all of our buckets for the day at one shot. Okay. I see a lot of guys only have one or two buckets mixed. If I'm going to use eight buckets to box today, I'm, I'm, 
mixing it all up right now and we're going to run and it's done. That's so, smart. I think that's smart. You're saving a lot of time lot going of time. back, going back to the mixing area. We have to have, well, I heard somebody say that the other day, you know, you know, I don't have to walk back to the mixing area as much when they were talking with, with the bazooka debate, right? The bazooka banjo debate. Oh my God. Like I don't have to, well, I never walk back to the mixing station because I have this <laughs> thing called the mud cart that I put my mud on and I drag it with me. It, it only makes sense to do Now, something. have you seen Mike Roush's yellow jacket? Uh, is it like the cart with the big tank of mud on it? It's the crate that holds the bucket in place that sits oh, on no, no, that no. sits on a wooden. It's called the yellow jacket. Oh no, I don't think he's I got to. he's got a double, um, and it so it holds your bucket while you mix without it spinning the bucket. Okay, the, oh, I have seen that thing. There's one that. Okay, I think I've seen that. And then they put a couple of them. They put a couple on casters. So like gotcha. you can, so it's got two crate, around. two screens with two buckets, and you can cruise around with that thing, and it holds gotcha. your holds your bucket. That's basically what we're doing with the mud cart. I put three buckets of mud on there and put the pump in it, and we go to town. You go know, for it. You just take it with you. What is your mud cart? It, they're mud carts. They're uh, small bakers. The the okay. The they fold up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have one. Uh, I have one right back here in the studio. I just I set stuff. I it's just a shelf for me. Yeah. But... Well, we we have actually six of them on the job. Well, Those things are badass. So yeah, we have we have a duplex. So I've got two carts, and Jim's got like all kinds of equipment. This guy that's awesome equipment over the years, and so he's got two on each side, and I've got one on each side. And uh, so that gives us six, and then we got you know bigger racks, the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. Garage and stuff. I call um, those Perry's. Perry, yeah, they're Perry's. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. The Perry was the brand, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I always say Perry, and people are like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, <laughs> "It was a brand." Yeah, I think that was a brand. <laughs> it used to be the old Perry, uh, Perry scaffolding too. That, yeah, you know, which actually. It's it's kind of weird. I don't think any of that scaffolding will hook up with any other scaffolding. The diameters for the fun fact, fun fact, which is kind of weird because. What do you think about the advanced cart? So they make their own little cart with a little wash station. You got Ice Rock. He's he's promoting it. Got a wash station on it, really. They, it it holds the box. There's a little box holder holds the box. I think they're pricey. To, yeah. In my opinion, I think they're like five to seven hundred or something like that. Yes, yeah. I mean that's a lot of money when the cart is like ninety nine dollars, hundred twenty bucks, whatever. But it's got it's it's got a little wash station that drains, and it's got some bells and whistles. They're pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, I got a hose out back in a bucket, so it kind of works the same way. <laughs> yeah, you know, that guy, right? I, I hate to be that guy. I was the guy that did the same thing though when I when I first saw your fresco. I'm like, I'm just gonna put chalk in my mud. Sure. <laughs> right. I was that guy, right? But I'm always uh, like, go for it, but don't fucking call me with questions. Right. <laughs> I agree. And you know what? It does work. <laughs> the thing that I do like about the, the fresco harmony is that the matching system, it's all the same, right? Like every single time. I can't make a color. And get it, even if I measure it. I no, try. you can, you can, but it's gonna it's take a so, lot of work. Oh, I've I've done you know, all that work for you. Yeah, and but I yeah, I get so, these guys that are like that are like, hey Nick, uh, yeah, I'm adding my own color. Can you tell me everything on yeah. how to do this? And it's like, fuck you, dude. No, right? And I don't do that because I'm like, fuck it. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna figure it out. Right? Here's oh, a fun Sorry. fact about that, Jason, is that yeah. I buy my own product, like. Mm -hmm. 
Fresco Harmony Services buys product from my company. Oh, makes it, sense. I do because it's easier for me to take the bottles onto the job and the and I still have to buy the acrylic. Yeah. Like, you know, so I've made it pretty much paint by numbers for people to just get the color. And sure, if you want to go color your own mud, go do that. I'm not going to tell you how no, to no, do yeah, it. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, no. you you can dump color or chalk or whatever into your mud um, and color it. What Where Fresco Harmony comes in handy is two things. The bottle is formulated so that you can get perfect color from batch to batch. And then the color chart will show your clients Here's the colors you can get. Yeah, actually, I've got I didn't. Charts. I didn't have that when I started. I was shooting from the hip. I was like, yeah. they would have to show me a paint swatch, and I would go make a color. But having that color chart is a very big deal. It is like it helps you communicate color. Well, the or formulated thing is kind of nice, like you said. Like okay, yeah. so I added a little color to this one to make yeah. it the color that I wanted, but I'll never be able to match that now. If I got to repair right. that for some reason, I can't. I can't match it, and I. I actually did that on the, I don't know, remember the the the, the Christ picture that I did? The, yeah, yeah. Okay. The background color on that was a color that I made, right? Um, right, right. I actually had to do repair on it, and you can see it. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Most no, people, and you're, you're absolutely right. Now, what you could do, you could get another purple and just skim the wall and then reseal it. Not yeah. a big deal. But you got to go in, in and around all those nooks and crannies, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think you actually asked me that. Why wouldn't I do the, the fresco first and then put the picture on? But I have to clean off the edges of, of whatever the design is that we're doing, like say on the, the eagle here, you know, when I'm putting those wings on, the way I spread that mud out, I got to cut that off basically and shape that, right? So um, if the fresco's already on there, it's spreading white mud. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you could do? We're using a floor sealer that I don't sell that I'm happy to, you know, talk about. It's uh it's a floor sealer that's a urethane, um, water-based urethane. It's a two-part. Like it is like that. It's like really tough. But it'll okay. um we did it, we're we're doing it recently. Um you spray it on and then kind of trowel it off. It's thin. Yeah. It's so thin, yeah. so you got to do two coats of the Fresco Harmony clear coat uh -huh. and then and that's so that it doesn't seep in and eat into the uh the the Fresco wow. Harmony you have to have a substantial cover of clear coat so you got to okay. do two coats of gloss and then you do the spray sealer and you could wipe that white mud off of that Now I was going to ask you about that actually on when you're when you're doing your sealer on there on like I do two layers on there, right? But okay, I got I use the 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 clear coat the satin finish on this one. Okay, uh, and do you leave that on thick on that first coat? Because I kind of wipe it tight on both coat on both coats. I wipe it tight, but we just had that job that I just posted where we did the sand finish. They spray textured yeah. the base coat, dude. Okay. Those guys those guys ripped that job. Eight days, two dudes, four thousand wow. square feet of fresco. Wow. No texture, level three, no sanding. And they okay. went right. They, and so they were, they started out and I told the owner, I was like, I'll bet you could spray it. And I'm not good with spraying. I'm not familiar with like spray rigs and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. They were. So they thinned the mud down. They set their spray rig. Uh, uh, so they had a lot of pressure. 
mm-hmm. and they thinned their mud way down and they sprayed like basically a primer coat, like a bubbly primer coat. Like an orange peel type of thing. Kind of like a light orange peel over the yeah. whole wall to cover up your butts and bands and uh-huh. just do that initial color. But then when you do the sand, um, it sits on that surface and just... And so what what Jack and I do is we let it dry halfway when we're doing the sand, kind of like Structolite or stucco. And then then when you go to seal it, you introduce that sealer and it compresses the mud. And it really kind of does what a fresco is, right? Correct. It seeps in. Real fresco is, right? Yes. Yes. So that's the Sistine Chapel and stuff was done in a fresco style. Yep. Yeah. Put on and painted before it's dry. the well, the color, wow. the co- the wall is thirsty for moisture. That's right. So it sucks it in. So it sucks that color in. And yeah. that's why you get such long lasting quality out of a true fresco. Yeah. So, so then, so, but they let the, draw, the wall dry all the way because they were like, screw it. We want to go through and just mud everything and then go back yeah. and seal. And then, uh, they went back, they let it dry all the way, and then they sanded it a little bit, which is fine before mm. your sealer coat. You can do that as long as you're not getting crazy. Yeah, because then you get rid of all your, your character. Yeah, you're a little bit of character. And Robert was, he wanted more character in the wall because you yeah. lose the character because you're not troweling on that base coat. Right. So it's it's right. more it's more flat more and flat. uniform. Yeah. So he left, and if you use gloss sealer, this will occur. If you leave that sealer heavier, you don't want to leave it too, too heavy. But if you leave it heavier, you'll get darker areas. It leaves like that lap look. Yeah, a little bit. And and I looked at the job. It's gorgeous. Like, Hmm. like, so, so here's an instance where this company instilled their own little techniques that I, I considered, but I never did. Mm -hmm. And they, on the base coat, they save 70 hours of labor. Well, see that—that's the cool thing that I like about mud. I guess is that there's there seems to be no limits, really. I mean, you know, it it structurally isn't, you know, it has no integrity or structural strength, but it it it's I don't know. You can almost do anything you want with it. You can like you know you can color it, you can shape it, you can yeah, hold it up. You can well, especially all purpose. All purpose is so cool. I mean, quick set's cool too because yeah. it's the sculptural aspect. Mm-hmm. But all purpose. Well, I use that just because of the shrink. It doesn't shrink, right? Okay. Uh, the quick all purpose or something. If we use like green lid, right? The USG all purpose. That stuff is too so, brittle. So bad. Yeah. Even though it's harder, right? Than the blue lid, it yeah. shrinks really, 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 really bad. So if I and it, so when you build, I, I, anybody that knows in the drywall world, if you build up that mud really thick like that regular regular mud. Um, it will spider crack and do all yeah, that yeah. as it's drying because it shrinks because you you, you know there's a, a moisture or water in it and when the water evaporates that leaves space right basic physics so um, it's going to shrink um, and it cracks but the quick set seems to not do that and it, it's stronger it's much 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 stronger than the mud yeah that wing on your griffin makes me n- nervous it, it like, is um I wish other people could see I would Kind of show. Oh, we can we can post a picture, or when we do, uh, you know, when I do your promo, oh, we'll post pictures and stuff. You know, it's actually very strong. Um, okay. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, I don't want to hit it. That's obviously going to break if, if you just hit it. Um, but we, 
and I cleaned up. And have did you use did, did you use any kind of a screen? Or? Yeah, that's where I was just going to say I was going to break some out. Normally, I've got that stuff sitting around. My wife hates me for it. I got yeah. this is my little area back here, and it it seems to it's my desk is a mess. You know, that's um, okay. I'm creative. I'm not cleanly. Um, like a backing, like a uh, like. Yeah, like... it's um the 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 stuff that bricklayers put on the house before they um put like cobblestone and stuff up there's a laugh chicken chicken wire yeah that chicken wire but it's 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 a little tighter than regular chicken wire right it's yeah it's like the the diamond shaped yeah you know real tight together so you sculpt that that, you sculpt that into your uh preliminary shape i i would assume on something like this i'm gonna give you i'll give you guys some some tricks that i use which I only do this because I, I don't mind sharing, right? It, a lot of guys would be, oh, I'm not going to tell you, figure it out your own. You know dude, I mean? um, that's it not, does, it, hey, Jason, <laughs> pro secret, it doesn't matter, dude. They don't get, they don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically with this one, I, have you ever been, I'm sure you've been to the hobby store uh, or you've seen like, have you ever yeah. had a cast, right? They take that, that wrap that they soak it in hot water. And then they wrap it and it makes a cast, right? Like a plaster cast. Uh, right? Paper mache. Kind of, but it's it's actual plaster on this cloth. Yeah, yeah. The hobby store, right? Yeah, you, you can, can do it. You can do faces. Yeah, exactly. This is where I learned this at, actually. This is part. I took took a lot of things. I took Bob Ross stuff and all Love this it. stuff and used it to make, you know what I mean? I just combined all these things. These Love it. Make this stuff. So um, the, 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 the cloth is a plaster cloth. So I put the... At first, I tried to do it flat on the wall, but I couldn't get the the look. The, the angles didn't look right. When you're trying to take and make it look very three-dimensional on that flat wall, it's kind of hard to do. Um, you have to, if you stand at a wrong angle, it doesn't look right, basically. You know what I mean? If you're not standing right on a six foot, at this, you know what I mean? Then you can't tell. So it was bothering me. I In the videos, you can see on my videos, I actually cut the wing off and redid it. I... Um, I, I did some videos on it. I got some on YouTube. On YouTube, okay. And what's yeah, the YouTube what's the YouTube uh, handle? Drywall sculpting with Jason. And I got I I did some stuff with my Elvis. There's some videos of my and it's a bunch of little videos because when I first started doing that, I'm, for one, I'm not good with videos, as you can tell. Um sitting here talking to me. I, I get really uncomfortable doing this. Oh, um, you're doing great, man. This is great. But uh and you know, I don't have a lot of tech technology type of stuff. You know what I mean? I got my my cheap phone because I won't buy a thirteen hundred dollar dude. Phone to, yeah, I mean, so. I'm using. I mean, I mean, these come with the phone. Right? These yeah. are like so, these are like ten years old. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's how I. So anyways, um, it, it's hard for me to film, but so I do a bunch of these little films of of things that I've done. Anyways, so I got some of the Elvis on there, and then there's some on my Facebook page too. I got another um, J, um, Jason Griffin artworks with an X on facebook you can go to too it's an open page and it's got a lot of videos that i did on there um but the um anyways to get back to what we were saying that i put i get the chicken wire mesh in there the shapes that i wanted um and then i covered that with that plaster stuff first because if you put you can use just mud i did that on the very first eagle that i did with the flag in the background but i kept breaking off feathers as i was sanding them trying to get them smooth and then when you try to carve in the lines for all the, the feather you know like the hatching and the feather it, it's really brittle it breaks it's really really hard to do that with just the mud um that so, must have been annoying as hell 
Yeah, I was ready to break things. And yeah. then you know, my, my wife, you know, it's, she's like, just count, you know, <laughs> I, I know it's not, <laughs> not a big deal. It's not, but it's annoying. I'm trying to do this. And it's really, I'm like, I'm like right there. And then pop, I'm like, shit. And then I got to try. I love, I love how you were not satisfied with keeping the wing on the wall. I love that the artist no. in you required that you pull that wing off of the work. And, and, and to me, it's huge. Like, I don't think that Griffin would be the same. It if wouldn't. That, it looks That's so where I cool. I was saying, I, you know, I wanted to see how far we could push this. Like, how far can we go? I've seen a yeah. lot of people do art stuff with the mud, and it's really, they're fascinating. They're very, very good. Yeah. But rarely does it come off the wall. And yeah, that's what I want to create. You know what I mean? How far can we go with this? And I seen yeah. one guy he had this thing coming out. It, it, I don't know. It was like a like a spark or something coming off the wall that he had done, and it looked pretty good. Um, the details weren't the greatest, um, but it's it's hard it's a hard medium to work with. So um, you know, I didn't I didn't hate on him too much for it. I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, but when you again, see the stuff, you see the stuff they're doing in the Middle East. Oh, that's fascinating. It's oh, like, are you kidding dude. me? Are you kidding dude. me with that shit? The uh, roses. I think they're using a plaster, though. They're not actually using the mud. They're, they're using, using plaster. plaster. Oh, yeah. And as it's setting, they, they're kind of doing a similar thing, though. As it's setting, there's a, there's a perfect time, and it's a small window to where it's sculptable, and it's real malleable. You can move things around, and you can mess with it, and then in, like, two minutes, it's done. It's You can't move it now. It's yeah. Uh, you know, and plaster is even harder because you can't really sand. I mean, you can, but it doesn't sand well. Right. Um, it's very, very hard to sand. Yeah. That's where the the, the quick set's actually rather forgiving. You know, it says easy sand, even though it's it's a hell of a lot harder than mud to sand. It's it's you know you can sand it, especially in these pictures. It works pretty well. Um, Sorry, we got off on a tangent there. You were explaining the uh, the wire. And, yeah, sorry. Uh, the, the pla that's okay. The plaster cloth. Yeah. Well, you, then once I got the wire and I put that plaster cloth on there, let it set up. That way, I can build the mud on top of that. Yeah. Um, because and again, you can put the mud on there, but you have to work so much slower. You can only put like this thin layer, and then you got to wait, and then you got to put a thin layer and wait, and you got to build it up, build it up, build it up. What what uh, quick set are you using? Are you using twenty one? minute for most of it? Oh wow, twenty. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I'm only mixing small portions. I'm mixing right. what I can mix with right now. Because again, there's that window, right? You know, and, and people should know too. The quick set isn't dry in 20 minutes. It's it's set. And it still takes all night to cure, especially when you're putting the stuff on this thick. It's I mean, it's you know as thick as your fist. That's yeah. still damp inside. You know, it's yeah. hard to set, but it's not dry. So um, before you paint these, give them a couple of days to dry. Um, we've ran into that recently with Jack trying to rush patches yeah, and you'll do a heavy patch with 20 minute and he's pretty good. Like, so you can get away with that if you're painting over yeah. it, but with the fresco, you'll get a dark line. Oh, will you? Wow. Yeah. And it'll, and so now it's just like, dude, just all patches are two days. You just like, gotta let them go. You know, and that's you have to let that base uh yeah. quick set if you're filling, if you're doing like like for instance, the recent one we did was they took a wall, an old wall heater off. The mm -hmm. wall was fresco harmony. So we had to go Thanks. in, wow. fill that big gap, and then refresco the wall. Well, we had a dark 
area at the base because he pushed it and tried to do it in a day and the clients complained and it was like i go in and take a look at it i'm like okay yeah we'll we'll come back and re-skim it yeah which we, all you had to do is go back over again right yeah okay gravy um, yeah but i do understand i mean no it's i just i say that because you might you want to make sure it's cured all the way right i mean you don't want Correct. So the 20 minutes going to cure, it's going to cure faster. We There's been a couple debates on uh, the social media groups too, about like curing like 20 minute, you can put it on, but if you're putting it on heavy, like it's going to take a day to cure. Notice it too. But when you put quick set over, over paint, it doesn't dry and it's right. It doesn't set like it says it will. Right. So it takes almost an hour that to start yeah it'll be like it'll be dry it'll be not but it's not cured it's not yeah um and i i'm a real stickler on on coating over wet stuff i don't like to do it now with the with the artwork here i'm going wet over wet over wet over wet because i want i want those to bond as one thing you know what i mean i don't because this stuff will layer i don't know i i don't know if i've ever mentioned that in any of my other videos that i did on the on the artwork but the the quick set will layer oh Um, yeah so if you're building and building and building, you'll have these layers and they'll chip off like in layers like that when you're trying okay. to, to, to cut into it or do things, it'll chip off in layers. So you, it, you know, the, the more you can try to get the majority of like with the art, the, the more you to get done at once today, like as we're doing this, the better, because it's all going to, it, it kind of, it melds together. You know what I mean? It's like, like, cl- like that's kind of like clay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, <clears> and you want to score it together. when yeah. you're bonding two pieces, you yeah. want to score it. That does help actually. I kind of try to leave that stuff as rough as I can until that last mm-hmm. so that it has, it can bite. Um, and then some of it, like on the first Eagle, <clears> I used actually screws. Um, the the nice. very first one I did, I used some screws and sets so that the mud would have something to bite to. Yeah. So it just fall off. Um, and that's where I told people too about how quickset doesn't bond well to shiny surfaces and people would argue with me. And I'm like, it will in some instances, but if you get too thick with it, it will pop, right? It'll come off clean. Like it wasn't even there. And I've had it happen over and over. Yeah. And over. I actually was doing a horse on the wall in my hallway at the old house that I had. It, that's literally what happened. Now I think some of that is when you guys were talking the other day, I think it was with uh, Josh Martin um, about, people using harsh abrasives on the walls or anything like that. I think nicotine is one of the biggest problems Oh wow! because it puts a film on the wall and now things don't want to stick. Yeah. Wood paneling specifically. We've gone over, we've gone over a bunch of wood paneling. He said he's done 70 wood paneling, zero issues. Wow. He said though, where his was different than mine was uh, we used a a water-based, a latex primer. And that okay. came off. The mug came off. The primer came off. Gotcha. Jack's like, dude, we're primering everything now. But I think what we d- haven't done and we will do in the future is use an oil-based primer. So he said, yeah. he said, yeah, you use an oil, oil oil-based okay. primer. You can go over wood paneling. No problem. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, and then people might ask, well, why wouldn't you just hang over the wood paneling? Well, you got, now you got to take off the trim. Yeah, there's, Plus you there's get, more, yeah, like you said, ton, ton more work. Now, the covers for the boxes, there's a whole big process that goes into this now. Right. Like, Wood paneling's kind of, that's a cool topic that I want to like, fl- well, actually, I want to flesh out more. Was wood paneling and it's fresco over. There you um, go. Again, I was worried about it, but I think if you, 
if you go through and you secure this because you know old paneling has secure you know it's not secured to the wall well. yeah it's it's loot and you can feel yeah. it you well, can this, feel it i was gonna pull off but actually there was drywall underneath of it and they they liquid nailed it and nailed it to the wall so it's not coming off no it's like i'm gonna create more of a problem trying to remove it right so i left it on and you know let me uh i'll take my camera here see the oh i can't see it that wall see the paneling there yep i got it paneling yep painted paneling and, now, it looks you know, like a, uh, you have a little bit more fresco harmony to do in that room, but oh, a lot more to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm trying to figure out what will match that fireplace. Oh my god! I just looked at two oh, of those that know. we are gonna like either rip out and reframe. <laughs> like seriously, rip out and reframe. Yeah, they're. Uh, I've got I a mean, guy. It looks cool, but you know, it's outdated. I, it's dated. I, I've got a guy that frames over them, and then we do hang and fresco. Um, mm. But he said on the last one that he'll rip those out. It's river rock. And he was yeah, like, like, well, this is like lava rock. It's really sharp and rough and ragged. I mean, it'll tear your skin. I mean, it looks kind of cool. I like. I mean, it was one of the things that was selling point to me, honestly, when I bought this house. I liked oh, it. funny. Um, but that no. was if I was going to go like ship lap on the walls and get real rugged in here, right? Like, right. And then it would have... It no, I would do a, uh, I would, I would do a, a wood slats inch, inch by two inch or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and do your slats and glue and and fasten those somehow. Yeah, around I'd have around to the make a frame around the ceiling first. And yep, and the yep. Um, it's a it's, bitch. It's yeah. a bitch. But you know what? We've done a lot of those, and they're they can be money makers. I'm at two thousand minimum for one of those, and wow. that's that's with the framer guy. So we'll do, we'll just split it. And she has two, she has two of them, 4k. He could probably uh, break those out and frame them and hang them. So he'll hang and then we'll finish in fresco. And uh, his scope would probably take two days. That's not bad. No. Nah. That's not bad at all. No, no. And, th and they're, and they're high in client. They'll pay it. And, uh, you know, we'll make a uh, 4k, you know, on, uh, on, um, you know, I, the fresco will take a little longer, but two small fireplaces, that ain't no big deal. Yeah, I don't man. Know. man, it would almost be easier to bust this one out. Exactly. So, yep. I mean, they're so big and misshapen and plus you know, you're building the fireplace out uh, when, you know, the in my room, kills the space. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so Robbie told me that this was just like two days ago. He was like, Oh, the last one I did like that. I busted it out. Did you see that brick fireplace? I did it yeah. look like. Yeah. With a broken brick. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like he hung all that brick. He, that had river rock and he broke all the river rock out. And then he, he actually masoned old looking brick. Because huh. they want, they specifically wanted like cracked looking plaster. You could have uh, done that with just some quick set on there. You could have made that look. With There's the no, I, you know, I've, I, I could, pro I could probably do. I've done, I've done brick with quick set before, and it just kind of looks cheesy. And really? no offense, no offense. I mean. Well, Mind. it's the way you paint it too. You can't it's the way, it yeah, flat, and how you, know you score mean? it and stuff. Yeah, but okay, there's a lot to it. Okay, so <laughs> now, now you take all that time to make the faux brick look like real brick. Just fucking put up real brick. Yeah, but you you brick the whole thing, right? For just yeah. a couple small strips that you had in there that was exposed. He thought you know about I mean? doing that too, but man, we wanted to go. But then you don't get the level. 
you know, the surface. And a good quality painter, like myself, sure, paint just a brick inside there. It looked really good. Yeah. Um, you know what yeah, I mean? But I still think, I still think, man, if you want. I'm not like, knocking it. It looked cool. Don't get me wrong. You if know? you want the authentic brick, man, it's got to be brick. Like, oh, like I, I, I agree with that for sure. I, I, I do agree with that. I mean. I'm not going to take away from that. I've seen some badass uh, faux brick work in my time. Um, But like, you you know, and you see the fake uh, plaster breaking at like Italian restaurants. Yeah, I don't like that. That looks. It's so rare that I see one that I like and not that I'm like the end all beat all with. No, no, but there's a detail that's not there. And I know what you're saying. That's the thing that. The authenticity. When I'm doing these, I, I keep breaking pieces off and redoing them because there's yep. something that's not okay. Like when I do the faces, right? I got to get a picture of this guy's face from like seven different angles so that when I'm doing this, I can because you can't get it to look right if you're just looking straight on. There's, you know, what's creating his nose to look like that? Well, there's a depth that you can't see from the side. You know, with, I, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I wish I could explain this better. Um, I'm not good with the words. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, why do why do his eyes look so deep in his head? Well, they are. So you can't see that from the front very well. You can right. see the shadow there. But if you turn them from the side, you can see that they're concaved in. The forehead comes out. Further Your profile. Yeah, exactly. But there's there's the angled profile. There, You know what I mean? It's like at a 45. You know what I mean? There's all these different looks that you want to see. So that you can try to get it as close as possible. I mean, it's hard enough to draw a face, let alone sculpting. I, I know I give so many props to the old sculptors, Michelangelo, people like yeah. that, that stuff. And because they couldn't mess up. You did that out of a piece of marble. So if you screwed up, yeah. that thing shot. The whole piece is done. You know, <laughs> I mean? so, you know the old sa- uh, you know the old saying, don't you? Like exactly. like about the sculptors that they that like uh, Michelangelo used to say that the 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 piece was already there. I just removed the excess. You just had to remove the yeah the excess. And yeah, that, I, love the, I love that. I love that. It is true. The piece Probably was always the Griffin. The Griffin always lived on your wall. It just needed to be. Yeah, created. that's exactly you know, and that's <laughs> but you know, it takes a while. I sit and I stare. I stared at my wall for probably four days. You know what I mean. And, People don't understand, but I've got, I've just got images going through my head. I'm trying to see what would look great there. And it just dawned on, I was going to actually do like a, a Mayan, some, uh, one of the, somebody, when I was doing other pictures, I did the Indian head a while back and somebody goes, we do one of these next. And it was a Mayan carrying a girl that was like sacrificed. Right. I'd like, that's pretty cool. I can yeah. do that. I can do like a Poseidon coming out. I was like, that'd be really cool. Cause I got the pool right outside. So I'm kind of thinking we could have the theme there. But, yeah. The griffin popped in my head and i'm like it kind of fits right that's you know so um yeah and you've done how many of these pieces you've done a handful you haven't done anything in a while right no. you've been kind of on a hiatus but you went well, through you did like uh several. i run out of things to do basic well i've done i've done I, and they're all hanging up in here actually i've got them all in my house i sold a few pieces i did a few sure. pieces from some friends yeah, um, I've done maybe, and some of you guys have never seen because I think they look like shit, and I don't show them. Sure, um, I've done probably thirty of them. Okay, um, but I run out of like I want. I don't want to keep doing them on pieces of drywall that are just sitting here, right? I mean, that's kind of nice because then they can be moved and taken wherever and hung up. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. they look they look kind of cool. I don't know if we can. Sure, my Elvis. I know that Elvis is cool. And, you know. 
I don't know if you can see that stuff over there. The, I love it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, <clears throat> I do got them up and you know, um, but I, I, I can't just keep doing this stuff all over my house. <laughs> I have these pictures all over because some people aren't going to like that. It's Wait, why not? Ass. Why not? Well, like why? if I was to sell the house right one day, um, somebody that doesn't like this is going to have to bust that off the wall or pay somebody. To no, in. you cut that shit out when you move. You know, and that's <laughs> well. I can't take that with me, unfortunately. That's true. That that's true because so, it's glued there. It is, but you know, and that's what I wanted to do, though. Actually, I wanted to go into places and do these pictures, but man, it you know, it, I don't know how to charge for it because I, obviously it's a skill that not everybody has, right? Yeah. So I'm going to get paid well for it, but nobody's wanting to pay what I what I think it's no. worth, right? You know, that's the problem. Like I live in an area where there's a lot of fake money. These people have. You know, we build million dollar homes, we drive all of them. I think it's marketing and not everybody wants a griffin, but well, people, griffin, people, but, people know. might want a raised border or a or fresco harmony. Well, no, simple, see, yeah, now, simple I shit. Push all those things. Um, our builders are not one to push fresco on around here because they can give two sports less, really. You know, the the you know, the high end builders that we that's and that's who we do most of our work for, those people tell the builder what they want, right? They was like yeah. We just did this weird skip trowel in the ceiling, which <clears throat> looking up skip trowels, it's nothing that and I've seen anybody else doing. I think right? was it was it coming out from the middle? Um, no, it was it was just basically we rolled mud on the ceiling and I took my trowel and I held it like almost at like a three, like almost flat, like it was almost flat and just pushed it across the ceiling. It does this pull look. Okay. It just pulls it. It's like an old stucco kind of Okay. Um, it, 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 Personally, I thought it was like crap, but these people wanted that. They said, oh, this is what our house in Florida has. And I'm like, sure. whatever, like, you know what I mean? So we did. Yeah. It looked pretty cool, I guess, when it was done. I guess in the right setting, it would look okay. I don't think I'd do the whole house and ceiling that way, but maybe a room that's set up with some kind of theme. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a big texture fan. We do stomps mostly around here, but the Crowfoot stomp. That's okay. That's the... That's the the average and we don't do the stalactite one because i can't stand that ours is very thin mud um and it's on thin so it, it you know keep it keep it, it nice and tight yeah. yeah because then their ceiling still looks flat you know yeah it still looks yeah like you did a quality job i see when i see heavy textures it, it, it's it's almost a tell sign to me that they did a shitty job you know what i mean it just yeah. it's not always necessarily true but it just you know, and I, you know, I, I, and this is another reason I don't try to move areas because like, okay, I grew up in Phoenix when I was a teenager. I went back to visit my grandma after I had been a drywaller and uh, her house was the worst job that I had ever seen in my life. And every house out West is done this way. And it was just, I was just blown away that it was like one coat on the corner of the bull nose. Yeah. Ate the corners, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. Was, horrible and it was knocked down so not only was the drive you could see all the flats and everything through the knockdown i mean it was horrible i'm like i how does anybody get paid for that yeah how, how do you get a check when the job looks like i can't stand it if there's a lap mark in my corner i lose i'll lose my shit you know what i mean I'm like, no, that's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah it's got to yeah. come out you know um and again we do steps that other people don't we do that pre-fill um you know we'll do a tape um, and we don't code over wet stuff. So 
you know, when we come in and do our bed coat, we, we do all our hand, we pick our corners out a third time. People don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we, on, before we even texture, we go through and we spend one day and we slide every edge and every lap mark and everything tight. There's almost no sanding. However, I've gotten in discussions with other guys. Oh, you don't have to sand my work. And I'm like, bullshit. You have to sand the work. I mean, it doesn't matter how smooth you pull it. There's a texture difference. That's I agree. On. I agree with you there. There, there okay. It doesn't matter how flat you feather that edge. Yeah. It's still an edge. There, and there's a texture difference. <laughs> the paper is different than that mud. That mud, I mean, because you're right. You can pull that so slick. I mean, it's, it, man, it's smooth. Yeah. But that's too smooth now. Like you say, even even hole. to where even to where you like brush it with your hand, that yeah, that I mean, it still has an just, edge. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's like it, especially if you're doing level four or you don't you're doing a very thin texture and you don't want those butts. Yeah. You've got to sand. And God, that's just it it's it doesn't mean you're a bad finisher. No, it, it, doesn't. it means you're a good finisher. That's right. But I mean <laughs> you know, you know, that's the other thing too, right? Like I put a third kite all my third coat stuff is done by hand. The boxes are great. We 10 box, we 12 box, we run an angle box. We did try the mud runner thing. Um, yeah. Like that. It dumps way too much mud, way too much mud. It the mud runner. Awesome. Explain what the mud runner is <clears throat> a little bit. The, um, I think it was tape tech. It's the, the more you twist the handle and it comes out the big tube, you pump it up with a pump. Yeah. Okay. And it's in a big clear tube. You put the angle head on it and you twist the handle as you're running the angles with it. Oh, okay. Um, that was it, after, it, sorry, that was after my time. No, yeah, this is, it's fairly new. It's and new. It's yeah. $100. We bought one, you know what I mean? And it's it just, mud is, it's so much mud. It dumps on the angle. It's so, you like, so you like the, the old school angle box. Yeah. That's what we use. Okay. Uh, I mean, I prefer not to have to push. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, we try the new stuff. Yeah, um, like the bazooka. We don't use a bazooka. We're banjo guys. Nice. I don't have a problem with the bazooka. I think the bazooka is very efficient. I think it yeah. can be great. I'm not against it at all. Yeah. One of the problems is neither one of us ever took the time to, to learn to run it because we don't have the time. It's it's a bitch. You know what I mean, so, it's a bitch. But Jason, they're hmm. a lot of they're a lot of fun. Oh, I, and I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of you know because I I run the banjo on the job. Jim's the white guy. I run the banjo. Yeah. Runs the boxes. I do the trick. You know what I mean? So we yeah. have. A, are things that we do, but yeah, and, and but I keep my banjo fairly clean compared to other guys. I keep okay. water with me, I wash it down. Other guys may say, Oh, that's time consuming. No, it's not it, because it makes me faster. I'm clean when I'm clean, I'm quicker. Yeah, um, I'm gacked and covered in mud and shit. I can't touch anything. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't, it, it drives me crazy. So, don't get yeah. me wrong, the mud on the hands does suck. But yeah. I'm fairly efficient with the banjo. Um, been doing it for 25 years. My the, my crew in Crested Butte, they all they ran the banjo and they'd have two of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there were four dudes. They hung. They hung. we all mm -hmm. hung. We, we finished. I finished in texture, but these guys they would hang, finish, and texture. Yeah. And those boys would bust out their banjos, man. I moved. I remember when I moved to Crested Butte, I was like, "Why the fuck are you guys using a banjo?" And they were fast with it, but it I'll is. tell you, I'll tell you this. When they went to do Alan, one of the guys I worked with, he went and, and he, they would bid their own projects. Sometimes he hired me to run my boss's bazooka. 
because that was fucking fast. Like with that, you know, if you got a fast bazooka guy, I mean, well, we've ran behind a bazooka guy. It's we've fast with, with us. There was things I didn't like about the way he ran it. I guess it was his style, but sure, he sure. didn't cut each wall, right? He'd just run oh no, I would always I would cut it and all. And I like, would cut everything, white guy, dude. You know? I'd, I I would take off the little pieces and put them on if there's yeah. blowouts. See, I would do me, all that's of it. That's where the banjo is more efficient, right? It's quicker for me to just do this than than it is with the with the bazooka with the sure. now sure. big open runs i'll agree with you that the bazooka is going to smoke me yeah you know, even though i'm quick with you know but i still got yeah or high up you know you big vaults you know yeah. a banjo is way more efficient up there yeah the closets i think a banjo is a little more efficient i have seen the guys that are good with their bazooka and they can take that inside yeah. with it you stuff pull it down pull it down yeah. stick I mean, it in that corner i'm not knocking them i think it's great <laughs> I, you know, I think all things have their place yeah um, and you know we we are old school you know we do have we are kind of stuck in some ways right um but we're not afraid of trying the new things hell we wouldn't have boxes if we were you know what i mean you know um when we yeah. run our angles we take with a three inch head we go over it with a three and a half inch head i would like that a four inch head really but those are hard to find um, yeah you heard you heard it here jason griffin is looking for a four inch head uh scott <laughs> scott with uh level five i, I know you're listening oh we're there gonna go. get yeah, as long as it's good you know we're big yeah. tech people our whole life we've tried other things oh right 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 um and now yeah, we you, do, you um, might not be a level five guy you might be uh, <laughs> uh, uh josh was tape tech guy too well the, we've used the other stuff too what is it um master something um they're American made. They're made in Chicago. Um, we use their, they're not bad. We got a couple of their boxes and um, they're, they're pretty good. Actually. That's what my angle box is right now. It's not the tape check. Sure. They're black boxes. Um, black. Is it Columbia? No, it's not Columbia. Okay. Um, man, what is it? Matt, Matt, something master. We'll figure it out. So yeah. Anyways, they're put they're it in the show good. notes. Them. They're good. Um, all the stuff's interchangeable with the tape tech stuff. <clears throat> So, you well, know, um, the blades that you have for your boxes and stuff, it's all interchangeable. So, uh, love, uh, love talking to you, Jason. We could go for a while, man. Yeah. This is, uh, I love, I love the art talk, the, the tool talk. I mean, it's all, it's all awesome stuff, man. And, and just sorry, you know, we kind of got off track. I was trying to stay on the art thing there, but you know. No, 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 you know what? Uh, talking to my guy, uh, Jack, he, he, I, the drywall guys like the tool talk for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, think that's what we all are. We're all drywall guys. Yeah, we're all drywallers. So I think people are curious about how you, how we do things, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, I think sure. that it's interesting and, you know, uh, hopefully we can learn something, you know. Yeah, um, that's what I said in my other video, you know, it's there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, yeah yeah the same in the end which i kind of agree with and kind of don't but you know um there's steps that should be taken to ensure a long lasting product also too uh i wish i could get you and your partner down here um i've got a builder that has 30 lots he's got 16 houses ready to go all hang finish fresco harmony um oh. I could keep what are you guys paying down there because we charge for the square footage drywall. Yeah, it'll be square footage. It, hard to tell because his drywall dudes will do the Fresco Harmony, but I just recently got bids for I got a takeoff on three of his houses and I gave them to Elite Drywall that did yeah, the I mean, last one. It have to be worth it for us to come 
thousand miles to. I know. I know. <laughs> no, that yeah, much, you know, that making... much work. You'd want to like move down here. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not even wanting to do that early. But I mean, Santa Fe, Santa Fe would be a market for like that stuff that you're selling. I think a lot of it is how you sell. And yeah. I'll be talking about that with Keith and uh and Bernie. You know, how do you get these jobs? You know, how do you how do you sell it? Yeah, because I I get so excited when I'm talking about it. I get out of breath, you know what I mean? I'm trying yeah. to bump these people up. They probably yeah. track or something, you know what I mean? But yeah. I'll bet you could get some interest if you did some simpler designs at a home show. Well, um, I was doing stuff for a lady. I did a, she wanted these wine glasses by, and I started doing it and she wanted some updates. So I showed her, she's like, oh, that's nothing what I had in mind. And I'm like, it's not done yet. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you said you wanted some updates. So I gave you an update. This is what it looks like so far. It's a building process. I mean, I, you know, the splashes. Yeah. Are yeah, I got to build that in. Yeah, managing expectation, talking to clients, <laughs> like like when you're doing art, it's art, man. That is that is like well, I, I can't guarantee you're going to like it. This I, is here's a small sample of what it's going to look like, you know, and for, yeah. you know, it's going to I have a $5,000 minimum whatever to step into your house and do this shit and it's going to be amazing and your friends aren't going to have anything like it. Yeah, you know. well, that's what I try to sell people. I mean, think of the talking point of parties. You know what I mean? You know, that's actually how I sold my first fresco. Was, yeah, was, and just just uh, like, and uh, that's how I. I mean, all I do is sell fresco, and it's like, why wouldn't you have this shit on your walls? Like, well, this is one I you want. You want ugly so ass crow's foot. You want like yeah. a skip oh a skip trowel. Like, hey, bud, for an extra two dollars a square foot, we'll do. Look at this sample. We'll do this on your whole on all your right. walls. Are you kidding me? Sure. Why wouldn't you sure. want this? Yeah, would you rather Would you rather drive a Pinto or a Cadillac? Seriously, <laughs> right, would yeah. you Would you consider having laminate countertops or or would you like granite? It's yeah, a no fucking sure. brainer. Yeah. That's what I say to people, you know, um, but then they're going to go on to the point, well, then why don't I just get Venetian plaster? Well, because it's know. more expensive. It's way you can't, more expensive. you can't hang wow. a picture on it. It, you, yeah. it's hard to patch. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, a mirror, there's a myriad of reasons why you yeah. don't do Venetian plaster. I just I went mean, and looked, nice. I just went and looked at a Venetian plaster patch three inches on a fireplace. I told her 500 bucks. And it's going to probably take me 20 minutes. I'm just telling you right now, I can, and I can't guarantee that you're not going to see it. I'm going to That's patch right. it. Yeah. I'm going to patch it with Fresco Harmony. I'm going to need the money up front. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm an artist and I think I can make it go away. Worst case scenario, we have to re-skim the front of her fireplace gotcha. and yeah. match the color. Three inch little piece with just... It just fell off, you know, a little crack mm -hmm. that fell. The rest of the house looks great. Good. The whoever did the plaster, it looks great. But this one little spot, it's like right on the front of the fireplace, fell off. You're screwed. And it's like, yeah. that's why plaster yeah. sucks. It is. You know, I think it's very long lasting if it's done properly. I sure, mean, sure. Here's got plaster and I've only got But it's still, it's not, dude. You could walk into a house with plaster for 12 years and yeah, the plaster is still on the wall, but it looks like shit because it's all beat up. <laughs> well, everywhere. actually, not there walls. This, this house here is 60 years old and it's got plaster walls and the only places I got cracks is in the doorway. That's and, not bad. Yeah. That's not it's, bad. Well, this is why when, you know, the plumber's like, hey, you got to fix this behind. You got to cut a hole in the wall. I don't want to cut a hole in the wall. I know. Plaster's fine i don't want to screw the plaster off, <laughs> you know i mean you know, well, you you're a drywall you can patch it i'm like you're not understanding for one it's the same grit finished it's been painted over like 37 
you're never going to match that, right? Like you can't match it, you know? Right. You know, I know like people that have d- gone in the back of the house here through the stucco because uh-huh. they'd rather repair the stucco than the interior plaster. Really? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Like that's an option. They could go, they could go through the back of the house. <laughs> like Jason, uh, super pleasure, yeah, dude. Jason Griffin. You can find Jason on uh what do we got here? We got drywall sculpting with Jason on YouTube. Yeah, I've only so, got a few videos, you know. Doesn't you matter. I want to check that out. And there's a, a Facebook page, Jason Griffin Artworks. Yes, with an X. With an X. And uh Instagram. No, I don't have any. I mean, I do have that stuff, but I don't really have anything in that stuff. Okay, that, not, that's fine. Not very tech savvy. And uh, Jason's an amazing artist. Pearl of wisdom you could bestow on the drywall community. Um, pride and integrity. Pride and integrity. I like it. You have those two things. You should be a pretty good drywall man. And really anything, you know, whether it's concrete, you know, you know, my house, I mean, whatever it is, what to do. Yeah, a little bit of pride because pride is not that bad. Too much pride is bad. Pride's yeah, not bad. and integrity is very important. Always making sure you're doing the right thing. Nobody's looking. Love this conversation, that dude. I love it. So. Um, Jason Griffin and your company name. Uh just it's just me and Jim. Really, Jim's company name. Is, uh, <laughs> Jim and Jim and Jason, Jim and Jason's specialty wall works. Yeah, we just go with ourselves. You know, I mean, all our builders know who we are. They're yeah, know us by a company name. Do you have a logo or anything? No, no, no. We don't do that stuff. You know, we're in a small area, and we just keep it small. And yeah, good for you. you know, we've had the same builders for twenty years. So, I mean, Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Drywall Podcast, the first of three. Uh, badass sculptors and uh these are going to be all in a row and they're i, I think they're going to be great really interesting to me anyways i mean whatever you know uh i think they're going to be interesting to our listening community too people that are taking a joint compound and doing something cool and new with it yeah and anytime you know you got questions you know you can always ask me on the facebook there or, or you know a lot of guys are friends on my regular facebook yeah so oh yeah um, you can ask me there man i'm i'm always willing to share yeah and we appreciate it man um cool well uh i hope you have a excellent rest of your day and we will definitely be in touch with pictures and some things so we can do promos and stuff but uh thanks for talking with us today man for sure man thanks for having me all right we'll talk soon bud all right man all right, thanks bye. Special thanks to Jason Griffin for being on the Drywall Podcast today. You can find some of Jason's artwork on the Facebook page, Jason Griffin Artworks. Uh, That's artworks with an X. Jason is the first of three drywall sculpture artists that we're going to have on the show. I'm very excited about You can catch the Drywall Podcast every Friday on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and also YouTube. Look for us. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you today exclusively by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony is the world's first color system for joint compound. Uh, Fresco Harmony has been around since 2004, and it's pretty cool stuff. If you'd like information about that, about the Drywall Podcast, or anything, you can email me at info at 
Thank you very much for joining the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate it from the deepest levels of my heart and soul. And remember, keep drywalling.